Hello, City Church. My name is Jacob, and this is Stories of Life. Over the years, college students have thrived spiritually and relationally at City Church. But what happens after they cross the graduation stage? How do they stay connected to God's people while transitioning to a new season of life? Tanner Collins is no stranger to these questions as he continues in loving relationship with and commitment to the church. After working as a personal trainer throughout the week, you can find Tanner faithfully serving in City Kids on Sunday mornings. This is his story. Tanner, how did you find City Church? Were you looking for a church to plug into? Did the church find you? Tell us about that journey being introduced to the church. So it was a little bit of both. I was really tightly knit with my church back home in East Tennessee. Um, I grew up in Maryville, like which is around the Knoxville area. And um, I always had that to go back to when I was in community college. So when I moved, I knew that it was imperative that I found a church family and got connected with people with the same values as I did. Um, so the first couple weeks as I was um, getting involved with like campus life and kind of finding my daily routine, um, I would just like visit churches. I'll do my research and like maybe watch some sermons online. It wasn't until I was taking a audio, audio class. I was in there and I had the pleasure of sitting beside Evan Fleet and we hit it off. We were just pals. And uh, I think he invited me to lunch one day in the um, student union. So we were on the way there. He says, and he said, actually, um, someone from my church is uh, running a booth right now. So do you mind if I go say hi to them? I'm like, well, I'm looking for a church. So yeah, let me just come do that with you. So I got linked up and talked to them. I'm like, this seems like pretty cool. I'll go visit. And it was a divine intervention thing because I showed up and it was like the college orientation Sunday. So yeah, it was like, wasn't planned. No one told me about it. I just showed up and just so happened to be (laughs) the right day to show up. And what made City Church really different and in a way it's like it, like you guys found me in a sense. I would visit these churches like big and small and no one really went out of their way. This would be like, oh, this is the new guy, you know, like let's talk and see what this guy's about. I remember, I think it was Kiva. And she's like, hey, I don't think I've seen you before. Like I'm Kiva, I'm the pastor's wife. And I'm like, this is really intimidating. Um, <laughs> And then uh, she's like, oh, we're having a thing afterwards. You should stick around. Cool. So I was just hanging out. And then uh, Lisa Moore also showed up and she's like, are you here for the college thing? And I'm like, I guess I am. So everyone was so welcoming and so nice. And they got me linked up with Elijah and we hit it off. This is a funny story because I got linked up with Elijah at the little college lunch that we had at church. And (laughs) me and him like remember our encounter after that very differently because he he then invited me to lunch on campus and he left that lunch very discouraged and I left very encouraged. I think I was super eager to be a part of the church. It's like, I want to do worship and I like want to lead students and I want to be a part of all these things. And and he's like, he doesn't know what he's committing to. And like, he doesn't even know what covenant membership is and X, Y, Z. So, and he, and I use the word apparently like I'm shopping for churches right now, but if we're big on uh, cultivating, not consuming, that's kind of like a no, no, but yeah, apparently he left and he, he got in the car with his wife, Andrea. And it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't think he's coming back, <laughs> but I was like, this is awesome. Look like, at you now, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like three, four years down the road. Um, but yeah, I got plugged into City College after that. 
I love that you noticed a difference and then coming into the church and you know coming under Elisha who was our college minister at the time how you know, you saw the difference in city church but how did city church make a difference in your life city college was great because i found people who loved me and accepted me like the worst version of myself and the best version of myself cuz i recently had gone through a breakup too so i was like at my lowest low um but to for me to make my corny jokes and like me talk about my like weird tastes in music and stuff and to be fully embraced and accepted for that and just be a part of like a quirky goofy atmosphere we didn't take ourselves too seriously and it wasn't very clicky at all um we had athletes creatives you know i don't know people who like trucks <laughs> like people who uh are uh, really into science and like biology and stuff so it was cool that we could all mend together because we all had christ in common I think about like serving with City College, how I help with like social media and like helping organize events and stuff and um, seeing how other people led and their intentionality and their like strategies of being more inclusive kind of led me to want to be more like that as well and have people value my input as well. Um, Also meant a lot. Um, Like, what's your opinion on this? Do you think this is a good idea? Uh, Just having a voice in the conversation and it all being surrounded of like, how can we make this the most fun, most welcoming for people like me who was searching for a church family or even for people who need community? You know, I learned a lot about reaching out to people that are different (laughs) than me. And I grew a big heart for that because, you know, like I said, back home, I had my church, I had my people. um, And we would try to draw a lot of people to us, but City College really made a point to kind of point outward and like, talk to people during lunch on campus that you may not know or that you may not usually, you know, like learn about them, learn about their stories, invest in them, rather be like, hey, what's your name? I go to this really cool church. You should show up sometime, you know, um, let's just cut to the chase. Um, build those relationships. It really taught me about intentionality and um, just learning, seeing people being intentional with me and, they, and them letting me into their world um, meant a lot. I love that. And so how did it change uh, your time, your, your time in City College? How did it change the way that you viewed following Jesus? Just being able to be open with my sin and find mentors. Um, through that, being able to show up, whether it's lunch or like someone's house, and just being like, I've dropped the ball. <laughs> and like being received with the love and grace of Christ is, all, is awesome, but also being pushed um, to not, settle with what is easy i think that's the big thing with um city church i think a big part of it is like we don't aim to be sexy we don't aim to be comfortable um i think that's a big moment like i was talking to elijah um even about um like like an example is even like about singleness there was a girl that I was interested in, I was telling about it, like, I'm all for this girl, and, like, I'm going nuts and crazy, and, like, she's the one, blah, 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 and he was like, that's awesome, proud of you, these are all good things, you should give it three months, like, if you're going to do anything about it, and I was like, huh? And he's like, yeah, if God wants it to happen, it's going to happen, so, like, wait three months, and I was like, well, that's hard and uncomfortable, and it was an uncomfortable process, and there was a lot to filter through, which was, like, the point that I was trying to, like, teach and grow in me. But I came to this moment, it's like, I know Elijah loves me. I know 
City Church loves me because they ask me to do what is hard and what is growing and not um, just go with the flow. Just go with uh, whatever you feel and whatever you want. You know, it's very spirit oriented, even like the way the leadership leads and like the directions we take with our sermons and stuff. It's like, what would be the most like easy, digestible like thing that we can give? It's like, no, what's going to press us and lead us more towards Christ? And like, obviously your job is to do it in a way that is digestible. (laughs) But um, I've always admired that about City Church and just kind of seeing that and being pushed that way has kind of started that dialogue in my head of like, okay, am I following like the flesh what I want to do or am I uh, following the spirit like even if it's hard you know um, am I learning endurance am I learning like laziness um, I think city church and just being a part of or sorry city college and being part of city church really trained that muscle and uh, how that's like important to faith And so for you, as you have shifted into not just a student, but uh, as a single person being a part of this church, uh, why do you think the church needs single people? Having a vocation of singleness, at least what I've been feeling in my experience, uh, even recently, has been it puts me in a particular position to be open and to serve and be a part of the church even frees me up to disciple other people like those around me. But there's another side of the coin. It gives other people opportunity to pour into me and be a part of my life. So I'm in the state where it's like I'm pretty flexible where I can pour into so-and-so or have lunch or Bible study with one of my peers, but also can turn around and show up to like a mentor's house for dinner or to go meet up with them and like say, this is what I'm not understanding or this is, what's been really, really hard and them having the ability and authority like to speak into that. And even if it is singleness that I have questions about or that I'm struggling with, I can even go to people who are in that race with me or people who have been married for years and years and get wisdom so I can be used and be a part of the church in a way that's probably more open and flexible than, say, someone in a relationship and has responsibilities with children and stuff, but also with that same uh, flexibility, I can be able to be poured into and also be served. Why is it important that single people and married people don't live separate lives um, in the church? When I moved to MTSU, I was two hours away from home or two and a half hours away from home, which isn't crazy like dramatic, but if I wanted a home cooked meal, (laughs) I wasn't in the mood to drive two hours every night, you know? So it was good to have a family atmosphere you know and let someone like that let me in to their home and even during city project that we do over the summers where we intern at the church it was really special to live with the gardeners and be in a house that promoted a religious conversation and after sunday being able to have lunch together and like really unwind and unpack what it is that we learned and having bonds with Bill, like Lori Gardner, I'm still meeting him for lunch and asking him questions and like filtering out stuff with him. Because in a lot of ways, not implying that like all married people are old, but he like he is, he has, (laughs) he has been in the game longer than I have. And especially being in a long term relationship with his wife, 
Um, he's done a lot of life with her and like seen a lot of fruit and experience, a lot of like what comes out of relationship. So he can pour into me in that way. And I think a part of that comes with sacrifice and also like even pushes me to be like, I can't be isolated. You know, it's like I I should be involved with my church family because it is a family. <laughs> I feel like I say this every other community group, but I'm so grateful for my community group because I love showing up and they just like know me. They know what questions to ask. They know what my interests are. So, I mean, it just feels like home. It just feels like family when I'm at community group. And it's good to know what other people are going through and like being vulnerable with them. Like our community group is split between, it's not split. It is made up of singles and people in a relationship. So it's cool us like kind of coming together and like meeting each other's needs, whether that's our time or like a meal train or hey our neighbor's car broke down and we need help or hey can someone watch our kids you know on x date it's always good you know to have people available to uh, help serve regardless of their vocation <laughs> that we talked about earlier right right i love that so what would you say to people maybe it's uh, married folks that are wanting to invite single folks into their home, single folks wanting to connect on a deeper level with their married friends in their community group. Sometimes that divide, whether it's because of schedules or just you know, different stages of life, it can be hard to live those kinds of integrated lives, to live life with one another. Sometimes that can be difficult. What are some ways that divide can be overcome, so to speak? I think healthy expectations and boundaries you don't want it, like, not to make it super formal, but just be like, hey, love you, want you to be a part of our lives. But Timmy has soccer practice on these days, and we're going to be worn thin. It's like, we would love to have you over, but sometimes we don't have the capacity or we have deadlines to meet. And that's like nothing against you. But then in turn, there has, I feel like there also has to be, but on this day, like, this can be our dinner day, or let's make a point to have the, or have a conversation really get deep with what's going on with one another or have you over for dinner or even have you watch the kids so we can go on like a date night or something. And I'm going through this right now, being single and having gone through like isolating myself and trying to figure out everything myself because like City College is over and I'm an adult and I'm in the workplace and I got to have it all figured out and I need to be pouring into people and if people are pouring into me, like that's a problem. You know, I'm, my eyes have been open to like recently it's like, oh, it would be good to like have counsel. It would be good to have someone older than me or even someone in a relationship or someone who is married to help pour into me. So I have to be vulnerable because I think a lot of single people would be afraid to be like, hey, if it's not too much to ask, I would really love your mentor mentorship, you know, your leadership in my life because um, I can't do it on my own. And just being open with your sin and vulnerability, like, I'm going through it or like I have gone through some things I haven't processed through yet. And like a part of that for me, like even is singleness or just like trying to figure out who I am and what next steps God has for me, like after city college, you know, and like, how can I be purposeful and like apply myself at my workplace or in my relationships within the church? Um, as far as like pouring people or meeting new or meeting non-believers, you know, it's like, when do I have time and energy or space to like do that? Um, just learning to be more sacrificial and selfless and just like ugh, just a big part of Christianity is just being um, humble and showing humility yeah. and uh, 
being weak so God can be strong. And a part of that is kind of like stepping over your pride and inviting someone else into your life being like, help. <laughs> or uh, um, I need to be seen like right here because sometimes it feels like I'm in the dark, you know. Yeah. So uh, that would be my two cents. This I love what you said about setting expectations like married folks like, hey, we can do these days, but not these days. Um, like it's nothing against it, you if we right. can't meet you where you're at all the time. Like we see you, but yeah, I can't go to the Lawrence's every night. <laughs> exactly. Have dinner. Yeah. And then, but then on the other side, there is a risk of vulnerability. That's you know, and and really there is on both sides. I mean, you probably come in to uh, the gardener's house or the Lawrence's house, and it's probably not been like all put together. And, you know, you're coming into the mess, into the chaos, so to speak. But at the same, the same time, you're, you're bringing your vulnerabilities as well. And so, you know, you uh, living vulnerably with each other is what promotes flourishing. That's what promotes true relational depth. Yeah, even to speak to that even more, like one week I particularly was going through it and one of my roommates was like, have you thought about talking to someone or seeing someone? And... uh my response was, well, do I really have the right to ask someone to love me and to pour into me? Shouldn't that just come to me or happen naturally? I was really insecure for seeking out help because that would mean, or seeking out guidance because that mean, that would mean I don't have everything put together. And that realizing that I had like this deep-seated, like, I'm a burden needing someone to pour into me, you know, um, but have that narrative change and the reach out to people instead of being like, well, I'll see what I can do. Let me shift some stuff around. Just like, Oh, awesome. Like I'll, I'll make time for you. And like, if some things are in the way, you know, I'll try to find you know, a way to make it work. Yeah. Just people going the extra mile, um, for me, like, so that I'm seen and loved and heard, but also push. Like I said, that's just kind of like, <laughs> The City Church formula, just pushing, but also with love and with purpose. Well, Tanner, thanks for coming in, man. Blessings to you, and thank you for sharing your story with us. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you for listening, City Church. We'll be back in April with a story from Bill and Laurie Gardner. For now, go and multiply the gospel.